Jonah. Welcome to Fitzroy Morning Workshop. Hey Fitzroy, it's me again. Can't keep me out of the services. Uh, hope you guys are well. I'm doing quite well. I'm on my uncle's balcony. It's a nice day here, so I can't complain. And hopefully see you guys again soon. Hi Fitzroy, I'm Martha. And I'm Isaac. We miss you very much and can't wait to see you again soon. Welcome to this morning's Fitzroy service. Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Erin. And welcome to the morning worship. Hi everybody, I'm Sam. I'm Rachel. And I'm Ella. Welcome to worship with Fitzroy this morning. Hi everyone, my name is Indy. And I'm Valentina. And we want to welcome you to worship with Fitzroy. again increase in us we pray unveil why we're made come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls holy spirit come and invade us now we are your church and we need your part in us we seek your kingdom first we hunger and we thirst refuse to waste our lives for your our joy and price to see the captive hearts release the hurt the sick the poor beast we lay down our lives for heaven's cause We are your church And we pray revive this earth Build your kingdom here Let the darkness fear Show your mighty hand our streets and land set your church on fire win this nation back chase the atmosphere build your kingdom here we pray unleash your kingdom's part Reaching the near and far No force of hell can stop Your beauty changing hearts You made us for much more than this Awake the kingdom seed in us Fill us with the strength and love of Christ are your church and we pray the hope on earth build your kingdom here let the darkness fear show your mighty hand heal our streets and last set your church on fire this nation back 
in the darkness fear Show your mighty hand Heal our streets and land Send your church on fire Win this nation back Change the atmosphere Build your kingdom here We pray Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whether you're joining us on Sunday morning or Tuesday evening, we're delighted to have you watching. I'm Theo Fitch, and today's service is going to be a little bit different, mostly being led by our wonderful youth, so I do hope you enjoy. To start, I'd like to read a few short verses from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 11 to 15, followed by a short prayer which will lead us into the start of this morning's worship. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken from it. God does does it so that people will fear him. Whatever is has already been and what will be has been before and God will call the past to account. Lord, I just pray for everyone gathering in your name today. From Aru, Uganda to Melbourne, Australia, where people are gathered in your name, Lord, you are there. I pray for peace of mind in troubling times and the clarity to see you through it all. Finally, I pray for everyone involved in the service today that you'd speak through them and also for those watching that they'd hear you through it. Amen.
As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister is leaving me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Today's Bible reading is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father.
Father, we come to you because we believe you listen to our prayers. We believe you are a loving Father who wants the best for us, and a Father who loves us more than we could ever imagine. So now we come to you with our hopes and dreams for young people across the world. For those young people who are suffering from mental health as a result of COVID-19, we pray that they may know your comfort, have some support from people who care and have a place to feel safe. Teach us to help young people believe in themselves, to discover their abilities, appreciate their worth and fulfil their potential as you encourage us so we may encourage other people. For those young people affected by racism in our country and around the world, may they know their worth and know that they're loved and not alone. In our struggle, may we find justice. Open our eyes to the discrimination we miss in our everyday lives. Forgive us for not standing against racism, for not walking with our brothers and sisters who are suffering. You call us to support one another to offer comfort in times of need, reassurance in times of fear, inspiration in times of challenge, and confidence in times of doubt, as you encourage us, so we may encourage others. For those young people who have little hope for the future as a result of COVID-19, we ask that they may seek your face, that through your love they may be inspired to see hope all around them. We pray for teachers, schools, youth workers, parents and all those working with young people that you may give them wisdom to lead young people to create a bright future filled with joy. Teach us through faith we show in people to help them attempt great things and expect great things, to look at life saying not the obstacles but the opportunities, not the things they can't do but the things they can. As you encourage us, so we may encourage others. Through Jesus Christ our Lord and all God's people say, Amen. Hi everyone. Thank you for joining us for Fitzroy Online today. I've got a question for you. What are you most looking forward to as things open back up? Or maybe think about this question and it's maybe something you've already been giving some thought to. How will life be different after this crisis? Now, I'm not talking about how the Premier League will work or what school might look like in the new term. In what ways will your life be different after this crisis? How has this time changed you? Yes, this season has impacted all of our lives. We've all felt the missingness of friends and loved ones. Some of us have felt the pain of missing a friend or a loved one's funeral. Grief is always hard, but it seems an awful lot harder during a time of social distancing. Many people are facing the loss of a job. Many are facing the financial uncertainty that this season has brought upon the business community. But fortunately, many of us haven't had to face something quite so serious. Yes, it's been different. Sometimes it's been difficult. But actually, we quite enjoyed more time at the house, more time with family, life at a different pace. Some of you have gotten to read some good books that you've been wanting to get to. Some of you have been having movie marathons. Some of you have been trying to figure out, is the Tiger King really guilty? And of course, many of you have been seeking out opportunities to serve and to bless the city. Now, now we're waiting. Waiting and hoping. Waiting for the day when we can go back to work or 
go back to school, university. We can't wait to sit in a restaurant, sit in a cinema again. We look forward to the day when we can give somebody a hug again. We look forward to being with our friends. And of course, we look forward to the day when we can regather at church. We're waiting for some good news. So as we prayerfully, cautiously and hopefully look to regather, what has God been teaching you? We've all had the great pause. In many ways, we've had to slow down like never before. It took a pandemic to do it, but it's been the perfect season to hear from God's word. So let's not waste this crisis by not learning what God wants to teach us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we read, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This verse is a reminder that God is always at work in our lives, shaping our lives according to his purpose. So what if this season is the beginning of something amazing that God wants to do in your life? So this season has allowed us to declutter our lives for a while. So as we prepare for re-entry, how can we ensure that we don't clutter our lives back up again with a lot of stuff? I think we need some convictions as life opens back up. So I want to share just two convictions with you this morning that I think will help. The first one is this. I will put and keep Jesus first. Now this has been a season where so much has been taken away from us. But there's one thing that can never be taken away from you. There's one thing that a pandemic can't touch that nothing can touch. And that's your relationship with Jesus. And as we spent time with him through his word and through prayer, we've been reminded of some amazing truths. And we've sensed a greater awareness of his presence and his promises toward us. And what many of us have been learning is that it's often hard to hear the voice of God when our lives are cluttered. And one of the greatest obstacles to a deep and refreshing walk with God is a hurried and cluttered life. And that's what we see in the life of Martha. So I invite you to open your Bible, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. We read them a little earlier in our service. This passage recounts Jesus' visit to the home of Mary and Martha. But it also provides insight into Jesus' values and priorities. Now, as you read it, you'll notice that Martha was distracted by all the things that she had to do to prepare for Jesus and his disciples. She was frazzled. She was consumed with activity. I mean, mentally overly occupied, just too busy because of all the stuff that she had to do. So Jesus uses this encounter as a valuable teaching moment, both for Martha and for us. Look at verses 41 and 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Now, Jesus isn't downplaying daily responsibilities in this passage, but his response indicates the value that he places on slowing down for relationships. A disciple should never be too busy to sit at Jesus' feet. Martha was anxious. Martha was troubled. And the danger for us is that we too can become too busy. We can become anxious and troubled. We can become even too busy doing stuff for Jesus, to sit with Jesus, enjoy Jesus and learn from Jesus. Martha learned firsthand that nothing can replace sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him. 
So this passage is an invitation to be more like Mary in a Martha world. To spend less time doing and more time being with Jesus. So in this next season, as life opens back up, let's avoid cluttering our lives so much that we can't hear from the Lord. And of course, of course we're looking forward. We're excited about getting back to something like our regular rhythm of life. But let's be people who walk with God. And let me encourage you to be careful as things open back up. You're going to be faced with many decisions about what you will add back into your life. And isn't it true that we often live life with a, if I can, then I must approach? But listen to Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we can gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We need to become better masters of our time. This scripture teaches us that our days are brief and often uncertain. And we want our days to count for Christ. And in order to do that, We must understand that since our time on earth is limited, we must be careful about what we commit ourselves to. You see, every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. The heart of wisdom is sensitive to the most important things God is calling us to do. And we align our lives in line with those priorities. So remember, if we find ourselves too busy for God, then we're busier than God ever intended us to be. So why not think of this time as not only the great pause, but also the great reset. You've had time to rest and reflect. And now you have the perfect opportunity to reset and slowly add commitments back into your life. So let's be people who protect the most important things. So we can glorify God in every area of life. Work, family, school, university, rest and our church family too. The second conviction is this. I will love others and find creative ways to serve. It's been amazing to see the outpouring of love and care and support for one another during this season. I mean, one of the greatest motivators of social distancing is loving our neighbours, loving others. Choosing to act in such a way that we act out of selflessness for the benefit of someone else. We see folks distancing themselves, not purely for their own protection, but out of love for those most susceptible to the coronavirus. Of course, this idea of loving our neighbours, of loving others, is profoundly biblical. In fact, the Apostle John teaches us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, that the whole reason we love others is because God first loved us. We love because he first loved us. You see, following Jesus results in a radical reorientation of our love. You might be stuck with yourself, but you don't have to be stuck on yourself. This radical reorientation is a shift from being centered on self to one flowing with extravagant generosity and love toward others. Because that's what Jesus does. That's how Jesus loves. And it means, as we're reminded in our reading from Philippians today, that we look out for others' interests. In verse 3 and 4 of Philippians chapter 2, we read, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And as we do this, we follow that pioneering and pace-setting example of Jesus that's so beautifully described in Philippians chapter 2. This kind of love is the signature move of the church. So Fitzroy, 
Let me encourage you, don't waste this crisis. As we prepare for re-entry, as we look forward to the day when we regather, let's put and keep Jesus first. And let's love others and keep creatively serving each other and the city.
Thank you once again for tuning in and joining us today. And we do hope you've been encouraged. I would like to thank all of our young people and young adults who've contributed to this service. We are thankful for each and every one of you. And we do not take you and what you bring to your church family for granted. But of course, we have missed Steve today. So let's give a shout out to him. Steve, we love you and we trust and pray that you will feel better soon. We look forward to seeing you on our screens again soon. And even better than that, seeing you in person. Do join us again next week for online worship from Fitzroy. Steve will be taking another week to heal and to rest. But we're delighted that the new moderator, David Bruce, has volunteered to stand in next week. Peace, grace and courage to you, Fitzroy. In closing, let me share some words from a liturgy written by Doug McKelvey. Then I'll leave you with a final prayer from Aaron Humphrey and a final song focusing on the extravagant generosity and love of God. Lord, help us not to waste this crisis. Use even these hardships to woo our hearts nearer to you, O God. Indeed, O Father, may these days of disquiet become a catalyst for conviction and repentance, for the tendering of our affections, for the stirring of our sympathies, for the refining of our love. May we always follow your example, Lord. As we come out of lockdown, help us to show kindness and love to others. Thank you.